Hey, welcome to Answer the Call. I'm your host and go-to career coach, Kelsey Kemp. Stick around, subscribe, and join me here each Tuesday as we gather around a new topic to help you identify your unique purpose and land a job that actually pays you to fulfill it so you could be as energized, faithful, and impactful as possible in your career. Hey friend, I hope you've been having a great week thus far. I'm personally super amped that it is Holy Week, which isn't really something that was um, honestly that special to me. It was more of just a tradition. You know, I'm talking about the week between um, Palm Sunday, that was this past Sunday, um, representing um, when Jesus rode into Jerusalem um, for the final time uh, in the week that would be um, the week that he was crucified. Um, And yeah, it's representative of these days leading up to Resurrection Sunday or Easter as we often call it. And yeah, it it's just getting more meaningful to me each and every year, especially um, since last year was when I really grew in my faith a lot and um, came to understand the gospel in a much more personal way. Um, and chose to be baptized as an adult. Uh, That's a whole story in and of itself. Uh, I say as an adult because I was um, seven when I was baptized, but uh, I realized that, yeah, I just wanted to make a much more um, thorough, reverent, adult, (laughs) uh, fully comprehended decision. (laughs) Um, And oh my gosh, my life has not been the same since. And so each time that this holiday rolls around now, um, that being Easter, and I get to reflect on um, Jesus's atoning sacrifice for me. It's just so, so special. So I've really been enjoying reflecting on that this week. Um, And specifically to do that, I've for the first time been doing um, more of a a devotional um, to get more plugged in to the spirit and reflecting on the purpose of this week and the holiday to come up this weekend. And to do that, I've been reading through the passion narrative found in, well, in all the gospels, but I've been reading through John, um, specifically chapters 12 through 21. If you want to join me, I'd love that. Um, But yeah, that's just something that has been really special and I wanted to reflect on that a little bit and mention it here at the top of the episode Um, and just as I've been thinking about it more kind of take any chance I can to reflect on the gospel message for myself and then also share that um, here so I just wanted to say like yeah this holiday that I'm reflecting on it's all about um, Christ's life death and resurrection and the eternal hope that is available to all of us who accept the forgiveness that Jesus extended through his sacrifice to atone for our sins so that we could be restored to a relationship with him now and in heaven. And this saving relationship is open to all who acknowledge um, that they have sinned and are in need of a savior. And that that Savior is Jesus, who is the Son of God, who lived the perfect life that we absolutely could not, like in no way could we earn um, a, a union, a relationship with God and an eternity with him in heaven. Um, so he had to stand in, in in our place and take the punishment that we all deserve so that he could say, I paid your debt 
and set you free from condemnation. So you need only repent and accept my forgiveness and follow me and come into a joyful relationship with the one who created us. Um, free from guilt, free from condemnation, um, knowing that we're no longer sins, uh, slaves to our sin, but um, slaves to righteousness, um, that we have so much hope in that anyway. So if you haven't already clicked out like, okay, preacher lady, shut up. But <laughs> I just, um, that was so on my heart to um, share what I had been reflecting on and um the holiday to come. So yeah, I hope that you're sharing in the joy and the freedom of reflecting on that this week and um, particularly just like reconnecting with what Resurrection Sunday represents. And it's been my prayer that the Holy Spirit returned to me the joy of my salvation. Like it says in Psalm 51, that has been such a good psalm that I read this past weekend, um, which yeah, he's been so faithful to grant that joy to me as I reflect on this concept that God has withheld nothing from me and therefore I will withhold nothing from him. Um, so yeah, those are some thoughts that I've been having that I'm like, heck, this is my podcast. I could share them. But yeah, I am going to get on to the topic for today's episode right after mentioning a little, um, some fun tidbits. You know, that was a little heavy. So why don't I just like mention some fun tidbits? Like, like I mentioned last week, I'm going to be starting off podcast episodes with this fun new tradition of sharing three things I've been loving this week to maybe share some inspo, a fun tip, or to give you little glimpses into my personal life. So you know the person behind this podcast. And and I would love to turn this into a dialogue with you. So just to let me learn a little bit more about you and connect as well. So DM me on Instagram at Kelsey underscore the called career to share, or you could share the three things you've been loving to your stories on Instagram and tag me. Um, either way, I can't wait to see what you say and to connect with you more over there. So this week, oof, I have been loving one refreshing our apartment with a bunch of new plants that we found. Um, well, my sister, that's who I'm talking about. I live with my twin sister. Um, she and I have been refreshing our apartment, our apartment with a bunch of new plants that we found on Facebook Marketplace. That's a hack. You could find plants a lot cheaper that way. And we've just been doing the easy like porch pickup. So you don't have to come into contact with anyone. So it's safe and social distancing friendly. Um, and we've been getting some rad greenery that's definitely been brightening my mood a lot. Um, so two, the second thing that I've been loving, and this is about to change your life. Okay. Uh, tell me I'm not alone in this. Um, I definitely thought that acne would just like go away as I grew up into adulthood, but that was unfortunately not the case. Oh my gosh. Um, so I've tried, I feel like everything under the sun and still have had adult acne and it's been really embarrassing and I've hated it, but uh, I'm about to tell you about one of those things that I saw on Instagram and I'm like, mm, is this one of those like really stupid, uh, I, I guess like products on Instagram that seems like it just has great marketing, but it's actually terrible. False. No, I'm talking about Curology and it actually works. It's one of those personalized skincare subscriptions that uh, you go online and you take a quiz and they send you stuff. Oh my gosh. I did not expect it to work, but I've been using it for like two months now. And so is my sister. And 
literally have never had this clear of skin. So go bless your life with that. Go get it. You could get like a month free subscription. So I thought, what the heck? Might as well try it. And to my shock, it has continually worked and never let me down for like all these two months. It's been crazy. Um, so go try that. Curology. That has uh, really been uh, a joyful addition to my life lately. So the last thing that I've been loving is uh, country music. What? If you're an old friend listening to this, you just pod paused this podcast and said, what? Who is this? And what has she done with Kelsey Kemp? Because I used to crap on country music so hard when I was in college, <laughs> mostly because I was a little bit of an arrogant hipster that preferred to like moody, slightly pretentious music. It was so dumb and I'm really embarrassed about it now, but <laughs> I used to be like so annoying and just say things like, oh, country music just all sounds the same and it has no depth of thought, whatever. Uh, so rude and not true. So Anyway, I've totally been digging it now. <laughs> so look at me coming back, going back on my words. So um, yeah, I really liked it. I mean, let me be um, real with y'all. I like um, like country light, you know, L-I-T-E with an asterisk, like country light, not all the way, not like old hardcore country music. I'm talking like Casey Musgraves and people that still, still sound like they have one foot in the pop genre. So that makes me a little bit more comfortable with it. But ah, there we go. So, I don't know how long I've been going already, but those are two little uh, segments that I wanted to mention. Lighten the mood, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just like, oh, wow, talking into a mic makes me feel like I'm talking to someone. Does that sound sad? Social distancing. Oh, tears slowly sliding down my face. We're moving on. So for today's topic, I'm going to be addressing how following your calling is still relevant in times of scarcity, because with the current pandemic situation affecting our economy and the employment of millions of people, it can really feel so easy to just think, I just need any job right now. Uh, if you have happened to lose your job or get your pay cut in some way. So you might be thinking, I just need any job right now, or I've just got to stick with what I've got if you still have something. Um, and maybe you're thinking like, I can't go out there and make a career change. Um, I might feel called to right now because like following your calling is a concept reserved for a thriving first world economy that provides a surplus of opportunities. Um, and so anytime scarcity uh, or a scarcity mindset crops up, um, it seems like following your calling becomes such a irrelevant, frivolous concept. And the simple fact of the matter is that it's just not true. In fact, it's really dangerous. It's a dangerous misconception to be buying into right now because discerning your unique calling and pursuing it might actually be more important than ever in this time of uncertainty and hardship for so many people. And in this episode, I'm going to be telling you exactly why that's the case so you're empowered to continue to think faithfully and strategically about your career so you're on track to still building an impactful, meaningful career both now and later when the economy stabilizes in the months or years to come. So first I'm going to dive into, well, we just have to look at what a calling really is. Like, what does that even mean? Let's just base level get on the same page. So a calling 
is a long-term mission of sorts, but at a base level, a calling is really just any directive received from a higher power, which as a Christian, I believe is the God of the Bible who created us and actively guides our daily lives. So following your calling really just means to seek the will of God and to obey it, whether the directions received are for that day or for the next 30 years. So is it relevant to ask God to guide you in what you do in the next month, whether that means to start volunteering your time to sew face masks for people who might need them most, or if it's to start a side hustle to build your resume, um, that might make you a more competitive candidate for a senior position you'll want three years from now? Yes, yes, and yes, that all of those things are relevant. It is so relevant to be seeking God's will in hope and faith that um, he will connect us. He wants to use our service very purposefully, um, and we can have faith that God will connect us to the right opportunity. We do not have to buy into a scarcity mindset that um, I just need to take anything and I don't need to think strategically or check for alignment with my gifts or alignment with um, what I feel like I really have a heart to do. Um, Considering those questions are absolutely not irrelevant right now. So, Yes, it is still so relevant to be seeking answers about what God might be putting on your heart to accomplish over the span of even your whole career right now. That is that is still absolutely relevant to be seeking um, God's will for that in your life. And either in scarcity or stress, our brains literally experience tunnel vision and we start acting like monkeys, like snatching up toilet paper, more toilet paper than you could use up for the next three months and thinking that your hunt for the job or a new job now has to come to a halt because a lot of industries are in a hiring freeze. And the truth is we should be more realistic and prepared The truth is that we, yes, should be realistic and prepared where it matters, Um, but we should also work to cultivate enough perspective to maintain a long-term mindset in which we prepare in faith and hope for a stabilized economy in the years to come so we could be poised to assume the stations of influence you're called to when opportunities expand. So yes, learning about yourself and praying to discern the overarching calling God might be commissioning you to pursue in the years to come is still absolutely relevant. Um, You need to know who God made you to be and how he uniquely equipped you to serve and what mission or demographic he's calling you to help in a specific way so that you could identify and be prepared to take advantage of opportunities when they come. Do not choose blindness to what you are called to because you are succumbing to stress. If you are succumbing to stress and fear and a short-term scarcity mindset, please, I have grace for yourself. I've been struggling with that too. It happens to the best of us, but I really hope that this podcast, if you're still listening to it, is an opportunity for us to sit here together and take a deep breath and say, okay, God does not want me to buy into that right now. May I have to make some short-term decisions that um, aren't dreamy? Like, might I have to just get any job right now? Uh, I mean, yes, I'm going to contend that we could still be very strategic with um, the 
potentially more limited set of opportunities that are available to us right now. But we can still sit here and say, God, in faith, I will maintain a long-term vision with you. So yeah, like I said, there might indeed be less room for you to fulfill every hope and dream in an ideal job right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that might be the case. But if you have your end goal in mind, like if you know the vision for your career that God is calling you to, you can be strategic to learn what you need to learn and get experience um, you need to prepare you to step into the vision God has put in on your heart when the time comes. So in times of scarcity, it might be more relevant to ask yourself, one, how can I serve? And two, what can I, what do I want to learn rather than what do I want to do? So to repeat that, asking questions like, how do I want to serve and what do I want to learn rather than what do I want to do might be more helpful questions right now. Um, and it just accepting that growth mindset and that sacrifices um, and getting creative right now uh, just might have to be what's required. And also having a more service oriented mindset um, as the world um, is in need in many ways. Um, it's just a, a more appropriate reframe to accept. Um, so also an old mentor used to share an old quote that is... <laughs> Uh, an old mentor that used to share an old quote. I don't know why I'm laughing at myself about that. But anyway, he used to share a quote that is attributed to Aristotle, which states, where your talents and the world's needs cross, there lies your vocation. So if you picture um, like two axes, like a, a graph, um, and maybe the x axis is uh, your talents and the y-axis is like the world's needs and where those cross at that middle point, there lies your vocation, um, which, um, yeah, I think that's a beautiful picture. And those are two really important things to consider. What is the world's needs and uh, how can I best serve those? There lies a solid start to understanding the vocation you might be called to. But we often seem to think that our vocation just lies at the intersection of actually what we want and what we're good at. But now more than ever, we need to take a compassionate look around and ask, where is help needed and how am I best positioned to serve with the best of my capabilities and resources? And I guess like just pause and notice what I just did there. Instead of taking the typical questions that we put on that graph, which is what do I want? What do I like? Um, and what am I good at? Maybe first prioritize what does the world need and take a really compassionate look around to discern that and how am I best positioned to serve that? And a lot of satisfaction does come, as I've mentioned many times in many episodes in this podcast, um, through exercising your greatest talents. So the what do I want question might still be satisfied in there, but let's take a service-oriented look um, and approach in discerning our callings right now. And this is just so important to ask because when we're able to serve at our highest capacity is that's when we're using our gifts 
and humbly fulfilling the mission that God has put on our hearts. And God being perfect knows exactly what you and everyone on this earth needs. He fulfills our every need in him. And he also equips everyone with the ability, resources, and opportunities to fulfill each other's needs on earth for his glory in this Um, master plan that only he has if we submit to it and follow it. So if we were all subservient and tuned into following and honoring um, the one true God, everyone would serve and be served in the way that's needed. So no one would go without help, um, the help that they need. That's my vision for it at least. And I believe that this is what heaven will be like, a perfectly integrated economy of gifts without any open loops, um, starting and ending with God, who is the giver of all gifts and everything we need and everything in heaven and on earth. So it's more important than ever that we don't quelch the Holy Spirit and his guidance or squander our gifts right now. Ask and ask God to make his unique will known to you and be obedient to follow it because um, I'm just in this trying to encourage you to have a higher vision and purpose for um, why it matters for us to seek God's will and not just get crafty on our own. What do I want to do in this world? How do I want to build my name up? What do I like doing? Let's be servants in this time, but not just um, serving blindly, thinking, oh, I mean, um, the world needs more toilet paper, so I'm going to go work on an assembly line in, uh, I don't know, a Johnson & Johnson factory. or to- Wait, wouldn't that be like P&G? I don't know who produces toilet paper. Anyway, um, uh you know, you, it's so important to not just say, okay, generically, how can I serve? We could be strategic. God, how have you equipped me to serve to the best of my abilities and uh, for your highest glory? And where do you want me to plug in that gift? To who, like for whom, how? Show me. And a willing heart is, will always be used. Um, and it's important to also use our the minds that God gave us to be strategic and say, okay, um, we're all made differently. What function am I meant to serve here? Um, it, it's not just any function. What uh, what function am I meant to serve uniquely and to the best of my abilities? Which um, the first piece to that puzzle is really discerning what are my greatest talents um, and unique gifts. So. Um, yeah, of course, I want to say, like, it is easy to think that it's indulgent or irrelevant to pursue our callings right now. If in our minds, we think that following our callings means finding our dream job that gives us all the happiness and sense of purpose we could ever want. And it's right to feel that that is irrelevant because it is self-indulgent and misaligned with what a calling really is, which is to seek God's unique will for our lives and career so that we might know, love, and serve God more in the process. And as we live 
live that out, we are also witnessing to others who feel God's love and provision through us humbly serving with vision and purpose for the glory of God, which will inspire others who want to know him. This, my friends, is why I have such a vision and a huge mission put on my heart to see people see, realize the connection between our vocations and our relationship with God, because I, I so believe that we are not meant to mindlessly clock in and clock out of work, cut a paycheck and say, I'm just called to provide money and resources for my family. I believe that work can be a spiritual experience that allows us to have an opportunity to lean on God and serve him, um, like other areas of of our life don't provide. Like this is just such a gift and an opportunity to work to know God and to help others know him. No matter if your work is to be a carpenter or to be a a motivational speaker or a pastor or an author or a creative writer, like whatever it is, I believe that exercising the unique abilities um, in the way that you feel you have been given a heart for is a roadmap to witness to others about the joy of the Lord in a very specific way. So, oh my gosh, I get so riled up about that. I just so believe that that is um, a, the purpose and design for work that we have largely forgotten. Um, so, yeah, understanding our callings and boldly stepping out in faith to serve with purpose and vision is so different than choosing to buy into fear and limiting beliefs that you're not allowed to have a job that you feel aligns with your gifts and passions to serve in a specific way right now. So God-centered work, I want to be realistic, can, of course, be tiring, difficult, and require sacrifice, just like anything else. Like by the world standards, following your calling might not look more glamorous than what you were doing before. But the difference is that it is more joyful and purposeful than we could ever imagine because through following our callings, instead of just taking our lives and our work into our own hands to maximize our own happiness, when we partner with God and follow the calling that he is giving us, then we, through that, get to experience, lean on, and partner with God more closely, which gives us the purest form of joy in the world, which is to know God and to make him known. That was the original vision for work and how we interact with God through it. So no matter how grim or hopeful our personal or societal circumstances are at any given moment, it is always time to seek out your calling and to serve with it because it is always the time to seek God's will and honor the vision he has put on your heart to serve in a specific way, using the specific gifts he has given you and entrusted to you to maximize in service to others. Like, I I love using that word entrusted because it just... It makes me think of like actual gold just being handed to us, like something precious that you wouldn't want to let go or hide or do anything other than to make sure that it is cared for, maintained, and then used for others. Um, that, uh, yeah, we are entrusted these gifts to steward in the time that we're given here. So 
if doubts are creeping in, because I, I am saying, I've mentioned a couple times, like the desires that good God has put on your heart. And when I say things like desires, or um, it, it kind of triggers back thoughts of like, oh, what do you want? What are your preferences? What would make you happy? Um, and yeah, those uh, can seem like inappropriate things to explore right now, um, given um, need and hardship that we're seeing around. Um, so I want to acknowledge if doubts are creeping in, telling you that the desires of your heart don't matter right now. Okay, it's time to explore. <laughs> One, journal out, evaluate, and pray through what are the true desires of your heart. Because as you just get really honest and list out all the things that you truly desire, some of the things that you write out, some of the things that you've been holding as things that you yearn for, they they might not be um, of pure motives or pure heart. Like that might not be aligned with what God wants for you. But in laying it all out there, here are all the desires of my heart and praying through it, you could trust God to discern and bring to the surface what needs to be cast out and what is a pure um, desire that he has given you to follow. So yeah, we being sinful are always at risk for setting up idols in our hearts and being in love with the world um, and wanting things that are just not of God. So we should always do the work to bring our desires before God and to ask him to reveal what it is what is from him and aligned with his will for you and what is not. So if you're worried, okay, well, I know I ha I want all of these things. You don't have to be worried. God is there as your advisor. He wants to help you through that, pray through it. And I know that it says in James, when we ask for wisdom, he will give it. And once you, he brings to the light and shows you what is the pure desire of, uh, that he has given you, you can go for that with all that you've got with clear, with a clear conscience. And oh my gosh, that, that's what we need right now. So um, yeah, ask God, what does he want you to do right now? Pray, ask, what do you want me to do right now? Ask him to plant desires in you and guide you to fulfill them. Ask him to align your heart with his. Not the other way around. Don't be saying, God, will you just, I want this. Will you do it? Will you make it happen? I want all these things. Will you make it happen? First, submit your desires to him and ask him to align your heart with his. Um, because, oh, where was it? I was reading, I think it was like Psalm 50, I think. Um, it says like, don't be something along the lines of don't be foolish to think we are, um, that God is like us. He doesn't always want what we want. Like we're, we might just be making this stuff up in our sinful nature and that, oh my gosh, that literally sucked the breath out of me when I read that. I was like, wow, how often do I probably think, oh yeah, like, my heart's aligned with God's heart. I might not have prayed or asked him about this certain thing that I feel like I want and I'm going after. I haven't done the work to discern if that's really his will. 
but you know, we tight. I'm a Christian. It's fine. No, I always, I was just reminded of my constant need to humbly submit my desires before him. Um, and to say, whatever your will is, I will do it. Whatever is not your will, I will, I will submit that to you. And, um, that is a worthy sacrifice to make. If I get to be in right standing and in a loving relationship with you with a clear conscience. Um, so yeah, (laughs) there is my encouragement to you. And here are a couple more things that I want to encourage you to remember as you're seeking to find and follow your callings right now. Um, and that is regardless of your perception of what opportunities exist to quote, fulfill your true calling, have faith that God want truly wants to use you powerfully and strategically right now and when you dwell on and act out of that faith that God does want to use me powerfully and strategically right now not haphazardly I don't have to take this into my own hands and go out and think I just need to hunker down and not make any changes if you happen to be um, in a job if before this crisis you would think, oh, you know, April is around the time that I would think I'm going to be going out and shooting for a new job because I'm feeling called to make a change. And now that this crisis has happened, um, maybe you feel like, oh, no, I just got to stay. I got to lie low. Uh, I can't um, do anything. I can't rock the boat. I can't make any changes right now. Um, That might not be true. You might really still um, be called to um, make a move so that like just to fulfill God's will for you, that might very well still be to use you powerfully and strategically in a different way. Um, so I encourage you to lean into faith that whatever opportunity God wants for you, like he will fulfill it. So make sure that you are still leaning in to like discerning what your calling is and following it because just because all of this scary stuff is happening doesn't mean that we need to shut ourselves up <laughs> okay physically it means that we need to shut ourselves up because we need to social distance and flatten the curve hashtag hashtag um but um it doesn't mean that we need to do that with our career progression and advancement um so i also want to encourage you that you can't be strategic without having the end in mind. Don't give up on long-term, having a long-term mindset right now. If you get a clear, if you get clear on your long-term vision, you might still be able to find a job that's aligned with that vision and that prepares you to fulfill um, that vision in a greater and greater capacity as time goes on. Um, So you are not counted out from purposeful career steps right now. Just because some industries are kind of on shutdown right now doesn't mean all industries are. Like, I really want you to want to encourage you to um, have faith and embrace an opportunity mindset right now, even when it's hard. Rely on the Lord and ask him to give you strength and greater perspective so you don't give in to tunnel vision or seeing red um, and thinking, oh, I, I can't do anything. You know, my hands are tied. Um, not with God in your corner. <laughs> there we go. So um, I also want to encourage you that a calling is not just one job or career path for the rest of your life. <laughs> it is whatever God is guiding you to do in this time, in his timing, for the length of time that he has willed for you. This could 
be an overarching mission that he puts on your heart to accomplish over many years um, and different stages of work. It could be a multi-chapter, very colorful, uh, twisty, turny career story that he has planned for you. So don't feel like you have to be locked into finding out what you're supposed to be doing for the next 50 years. Understanding and asking God to reveal what your calling is. It might just be for the next year, the next couple years, um, or next third or half of your career, but it's not, it's not necessarily forever. Just take the simple faithful steps that you're called to right now. Um, so, um, yeah, I wanted to also encourage you. I promise I'm not going to start out every little point with that, but, uh, yeah, I wanted to encourage you to also, um, tune in to, um, how God wants you to serve in your career from the standpoint of your abilities and desires, then break that down for the present. Ask what opportunities exist to help me develop a necessary skill to serve my ultimate purpose or what opportunities exist to help get my foot in the door to this industry or career path I feel called to no matter how humble the beginnings right now. So those are two much more humble questions uh, and realistic questions to be asking yourself right now. Um, And I mentioned this a bit earlier in the episode, but a helpful reframe that my friend shared with me is in times like these, it might be better to ask yourself, what do I want to learn instead of what do I want to do? That really helps us embrace a growth mindset, an opportunity mindset in whatever um, job opportunities are available to us. And it takes the pressure off that you're not having to ask the question, what is my dream job? (laughs) Ask yourself, what do you want to learn? How do you want to grow? Um, And it will still serve and prepare you for the same end. So remember that there is dignity in all work. Or as Tim Keller likes to say, dignity in all everyday work. I know that if you're like me, your mind's just shot to like work of ill repute. Not talking about that. But you know, there's dignity in all everyday work. And if you absolutely need to just get any job that will allow you to pay the bills right now, that's okay. But I'm trying to encourage you that there might be um, a more strategic thought process a more prayerful, faithful process that goes before making your next career decision uh, to safeguard you from just taking things in your own hands and acting out of scarcity when indeed more opportunities might exist and a um, higher calling or guidance from God might be available to you if you just tune in and ask him what his will is. Um, But yeah, if you um, absolutely need to just get kind of quote any job that works right now, you still have an opportunity to maybe start a side hustle at night and still be strategically building up skills and experience that will help you serve to the best of your abilities later. And um, I also want to um, say that, yeah, I think that you should acknowledge that the limits you perceive probably aren't realistic because when someone perceives limits, it just causes them to shut down and say, I know what I want. I know. And I heard that, you know, like, uh, for instance, there's so much, um, 
scare news out there or like scary news, <laughs> I meant to say, um, or uh, just blanket statements like industries are shutting down, 30% unemployment is going to happen, everyone's going to get this virus, all this stuff like, and that's just causing us to completely shut down. And when we shut down, we aren't actually looking for opportunities. Or even if we're kidding ourselves and we think that we're looking for opportunities, you might half-heartedly click through like three pages of job listings on LinkedIn and not in faith go through the whole job search process that you would have if you weren't acting out of fear, which is to maybe um, ask your network for what you're really looking for rather than just settling for anything or looking more thoroughly on a lot of different job posting sites, doing more online networking and all these things. So when you are buying into limiting beliefs and you insist that, no, I really am limited, you're probably not being realistic because you're shutting out options that actually could exist far outside your awareness. So I want you to, I want to encourage you to embrace faith that God does have the right opportunity out there for you. You need only search diligently, take persistent action, and pray for guidance to know what job opportunity is within God's will for you right now and ask him to be guiding you and opening doors and he will be faithful to do it. So embrace faith that there are probably more opportunities out there than you think and just because the perception is that the job market is going up in flames, that is not true for all industries all the time. So um, my final words of encouragement are that we're now more than ever aware of the fact that we are not ultimately in control. We can't be sure of what's going to happen in the future. That has always been true, but it's a blessing to be more aware of that now. Um, And we have to hold our dreams loosely, but God knows what is to come And now, so now more than ever, let's practice discerning God's voice and following his guidance because no amount of strategy or planning could you, could get you to your dream peak state in your career, like 50 years down the line, given all that could change each and every day. So rest in God that the only thing that is sure is him and his guidance. So rest in God and his all-knowing guidance instead of our own understanding because it's faulty and I'm glad to be more aware of that than ever. (laughs) Like we are, like everything here is temporary and um, we can't safeguard our life from everything. We are small. We are small and it is a gracious reminder um, to have that present of mind now, um, present in our minds right now. So anyway, Um, that ultimately is an encouragement to say like, okay, I don't, I don't got this. God does though. So let's, uh, rest in him for his all knowing guidance and instead of our own understanding, and he will make our path straight as it says in Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six. Um, so discerning your calling is still, this is my final case for this. It is still a vital aspect of being faithful with your life and career, regardless of if you think opportunities currently exist to fulfill it in the way that you envisioned. It is not your job to make everything work out perfectly the way you wanted. It is just your job to seek how God designed you 
to serve him and his creation with the best of your abilities and to pursue that faithfully, all outcomes are in his hands. It is our job to follow God and it is God's job to orchestrate the results. So whatever mission you're called to is God's battle to win. We need only be humble yet fervent participants in the fight. So lift it all up to God. It is our only job to be faithful to him. He will orchestrate the rest. Clearly, we now know more than ever that, you know, we don't have all this in our hands. We're not in control in many ways. So um, I praise God for that. Let's take this as an opportunity to put our trust in him and shake off the, the lie that we could be our own gods. We can't. So um, I'm taking this as a really encouraging reminder. I'm trying to to put my trust in him and renew that more and more each day. So I want to say if you resonate with any of what I've shared today and know that now is the time for you to do the intentional work to discern what you're uniquely called to do with your career and strategically design career steps around that, even in times like these, then now is the time to schedule a free 30-minute career coaching consultation with me. Um, I want to remind you that I am here to help. Um, and if you, like many people, might not be aware of career coaching as a resource, I wanted to let you know it is available to you. Um, and so especially from a Christian lens as I provide it. So in our call, if you book a free 30-minute consultation with me, we'll walk through your goals. Um, we will uncover the core challenge that might be keeping you back and strategize next steps to help you move forward. And if we're a good fit, we could objectively talk through a career coaching plan, whether that be my three-session intensive or the seven-session deep dive that I offer to help you get crystal clear on your calling and land the best job opportunity that aligns with it. You can go to kelseykemp.com to book your free consultation and see testimonials like this one from my former client, Haley. Oh, this is the sweetest. She said, before coaching, I felt overwhelmed by the countless career options and opportunities that seemed available post-grad. After just a few sessions with Kelsey, I was able to nail down the specifics of what I felt called to do, and I walked away with key takeaways on exactly how I could do that. If you're looking for guidance, direction, in coaching that works in all caps. <laughs> I could not recommend booking a session with Kelsey enough. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm so grateful for these kind words and to be able to serve with the best of my abilities in the way I feel called to. And I am here to help you do the same. Um, so before I close out, I want to pray for y'all because hearing the prayers that are lifted up for me, whether that's by someone I know, like a friend um, who's praying for me, or even when I hear, um, I've heard on other podcasts, you know, people close out with a prayer or over a whole congregation or something. I just find that so encouraging not to know theoretically, oh yeah, like people are praying for me, but like the words that I'm about to say, like God hears and they are prayed on your behalf. Um, so, um, I'm going to pray. Yeah. Um, Jesus, thank you so much. Um, it is, I mean, just for this, that you invented, uh, 
practices of remembrance and holidays where we could go back and as we look forward to Resurrection Sunday, this Easter Sunday um, coming up, um, we can reflect on all that you did for us, that you truly spared nothing to be able to redeem us into a relationship with you so that we could know no greater joy and that we could have hope that is beyond anything that the world provides that so that in times like these um we can enjoy uh the aspects of a relationship with you that give us peace beyond our understanding that give us security that the world could never provide um that give us hope in our future with you that no matter how this life turns out we have an eternity with you in heaven to look forward to and that is just so above and beyond what I could um, what any of us could comprehend um so I ask that this podcast that this time um and that this point in this listener's life is an opportunity where they get to reflect and really, really feel more than ever the truth that you love them, that you provide for them. Maybe not in the ways that we imagine, but we could trust you that you provide for our every need. Even if that is spiritual growth that comes through hardship, that is such a gift such a gift. So I ask that you help us to remember that gift and to dwell in gratitude um, and to have eyes to see the opportunities to know you and make you known in a greater capacity uh, right now through the circumstances that we're in. So I ask that you give us eyes to see that and ears to hear your guidance because I know that you're so faithful to give it. You every day, you Um, you are there. The Holy Spirit is around us and guiding us. So please give us ears to tune into that and to hear and then to be obedient to it. A willing spirit. Please give us a willing spirit um, to be obedient. Um, And please just also give us open hearts of faith to trust you right now and to have joy that comes from a deep level of trust that no matter what is going on we know that you could trust us that, that, sorry that we could trust you you can't trust us um, <laughs> that we could trust you um, that you that really do promise to work all things to the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose um, and so I ask practically that you provide for this person listening, that you um, make it abundantly clear that you are paving a way for them. I ask that you show them the unique calling that you have placed on their life and that you equip them with the strength, abilities, vision, faith, persistence, diligence, and everything that's needed to be obedient, to go after it, to the best of their abilities into their fullest capacity. Um, And I ask that you establish the work of their hands and that whatever they're working towards, that the fruits would be evident, that it would really serve people, serve your creation in whatever way is needed most right now. 
But through all of it, I ask that we could see that no matter what our work is or how great or how much we achieve or how much we fail on any given day, our true purpose is just to know you and therefore when we know you, we love you and to dwell in that love and live in it and show it to other people. There is no greater joy. There is no greater purpose that we have. So I ask all of these things for your glory in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. All right. (laughs) That is my prayer for you guys. And I really hope that this episode blessed you. I definitely felt like I had a word to share. Um, So I I hope and I trust that it spoke to you in the way, um, whatever way God wanted it to. And that is it for now. I, I hope that you, and I pray that you have a blessed week and I will see you next Tuesday for next week's episode. Bye.